Very cool. It's a great idea, by the way. I sold for 10 years. This is a fantastic idea. You guys are yeah. smart, real smart on this. So. Yeah, we just, anyway, it was just interesting because we really did have the, it's a genuine concept of, we just don't care to talk about what we do. You know, let's, but we have, we have pretty decent networks on LinkedIn. Yeah. And these are just people we got want to know, get to know anyway. Yeah. And there really is no hidden agenda. And it's just, and so that's, and, and people, you know, people, I mean, they believe us, and that's, but that's just the truth. So it's just really kind of, it's worked out really well. I love it. I think, I think it's, it's great. great. It's been good for you guys. Okay. So if you need to adjust that at all, feel free. I think I'm okay. Okay, that works. You can tell me if you can hear me okay. Yeah, awesome, yeah, we're good. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Pods and Pies. Today's episode brought to you by the Pie Pizzeria. Yeah, pie. The funny thing is, is we talk about this every time. We just want the pie to sponsor us one pizza a week. So the pie is great. Camera. Yeah. That's all we need is one pizza a week. We don't even need sponsors besides just the one pizza. We don't care. Honestly, in the beginning, we didn't even care about those little Caesars. Yeah. So I would take. I would take a sponsor from Monster. <laughs> Actually, that's true. Monster. Yeah, that's kind of a go-to. So I went with like a chicken bacon ranch. Which is great. Uh, uh, no, yeah. I am surprisingly enough over the last ten years, I, I can't drink milk anymore. Like, but I'm fine with cheese, most okay. dairy. It's just oh, milk really? for yeah. some reason. I drink so much milk growing up. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Interesting how our bodies. Yeah. You kind of hit that 40, 40 year old. Yep. You know, get in that stage, dude. Just your body starts doing weird stuff. I hope that's like it. <laughs> yeah, because you're thirty one. <laughs> I'm forty five next week. So. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got Jeff Platt from Collective Medical. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So my first question, as I mentioned, I see your shirt. You golf, baby? Yes. I do. Okay. I'm not good, but I do. Okay. okay. Have you ever witnessed a hole in one? Of oh, so now I know how you found me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My good friend Justin Severson. Yes. Yeah. So has he told you the story? He has not. He just said that's your first question. Okay. I said, okay. Done. Yeah. So shout out to Justin. Great guy. We used to work together at Tech Systems uh, for years, and we're still friends. We tailgate together up at the U, and, and we're in a fantasy football league. We have a draft this Saturday. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So that's a big deal. But yes, we were in Cancun. We were on a reward trip for Tech Systems. We both uh, were lucky enough that we hit our. Uh, our yearly contest, so the reward trip was Cancun, and, and we were golfing a uh, course with our director at the time, Eric Benchoff. Shout out to Eric, he's a great guy. And, and uh, yeah, I can't remember the number of the hole. I know that Justin had a hybrid club. It was about 200 yards. Now, in his defense, because Justin can hit the ball long. Yeah, and this is Cancun, right? The sea level. Yeah, and Little but the wind was coming at us pretty hard. He clubbed up. I remember that. It was like I got a or down or whatever, clubbed to a hybrid from an iron and uh, uh, hit a great shot and we saw it and went, I think that went in. There's no way that went in. So we got up there and I said, okay, you stay in the car. I'm going to go check <laughs> it out. Went running up there and, and just started hooting and hollering and it was awesome. So it was awesome. my only witness to hole one now. Of course, it never had one. So. Yeah, me neither. Did you grow up golfing? Uh, I probably started when I was you know, 11, 12, 13, uh, but I really didn't start golfing until college with friends, but I didn't get serious until about five years ago, really. Um, maybe a little bit before then, and, and now I'm finally at a point where I'm not gonna embarrass myself every time I go out. 
Justin's much better than I am. He, he grew up playing baseball. It was a natural thing for him. But, um, yeah, I enjoy it now. It's one of the hobby I probably do the most oh, yeah, is, okay. is golf. In fact, next weekend for my birthday, I have friends coming into town. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go up to Heber. We're golfing Wasatch on Friday, wow. Park City Municipal on Saturday, and we're going to have a big party in my house for my 45th. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. And so then it was this Justin was the, is the connection. Yeah. So how, how do you know Justin? He does payroll stuff now, and so we just come to lunch and then kind of referrals back and forth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we use Paylocity. Our okay. HRIS is Paylocity. Yeah. Um, which we're very happy with, so. Yeah. Good job, Justin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Smart guy. <laughs> awesome, man. So he grew up in Sandy. Yep. Went to Alta. Where, where after that? College? I went to the University of Utah. Okay. Um, majored in business marketing, graduated in 2001. So my college experience was probably not the typical college experience. I kind of had, to, well I did, I had to pay for it on my own. So I went to college at night and on the weekend, just working around my full-time schedule. Um, but, so it took me quite a bit longer, uh, what was that, seven, eight years. So right after high school, went to the U. I actually went to Southern Community College. Okay. Did that for a couple of years, took a few summers off. So wasn't as disciplined as I should have been, but I did graduate in 2001 from the University of Utah with a bachelor's in business marketing. Nice. So, what were you doing working? Like so, school? in college, I was in a warehouse in the very beginning, and then I worked for UPS in their call center. So, doing customer service, people would call in, where's my package? And I would yeah. take those calls. The reason I did it is because they had flexible schedules that I could uh, structure around school and they had tuition reimbursement so yeah. it was it was great good good job through college yeah, everybody should work in a place where they have tuition yes. reimbursement mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so how was the salt lake community real quick at 95 to 96 okay and then 99 to 2000 yeah. played basketball there a couple years oh okay yeah yeah. Well, you look Bruin. Like, you look like a ball player, so. <laughs> I try. I mean, I got lucky. I got lucky and got some college paid for it. And then just lived through it. And then, yeah, it was great. I loved it. Awesome. Uh, so what was your first job out of college? Well, I worked at Tech Systems the first time. So what is that? What's Tech Systems? So Tech Systems, where Justin and I worked together, it's a, a IT staffing company. So they do tech recruiting, basically, both contract and full-time. I started there in 99 when I was finishing my degree at, at the U. I worked there for a couple years and then left and went back six and a half years later and that's when I worked with Justin. Okay. So I, I sold, I recruited and then I sold staffing services to, to companies throughout the valley. Okay. So done the sales side of things. Yep. Um, when did you get into like, the HR side of things? Yeah. Like, most people I feel like that we've talked to were like, Maybe the exception of like Lisa was like, I kind of accidentally got into it. I kind of accidentally got into it. And you know, I, I <laughs> tell some friends and coworkers that I'm interested in HR, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> because Why? on it, when I the reason I majored in business marketing is because I wanted to do sales. And the only reason I wanted to do sales is because I wanted to make a lot of money. So. Um, Probably not the best motivation, but you know, I thought I'm going to have a family. I need to support that family, and and I 
you know, I had an uncle that did sales and he did really well and I thought, I think I can do sales. I can talk to people and I work hard. So my goal was to do sales. I did sales for a long time at Tech Systems. But because you're selling staffing and recruiting solutions, it's kind of straddling the line of yeah. HR. And so you become kind of a, 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 not an expert, but you know staffing and recruiting really, really yeah. well. Uh, I honestly thought I would be with Tech Systems my whole career. I went through a leadership program. I was very happy working there. It's a great company, outstanding culture. But they're based in Baltimore, and in order to progress your career, you either have to travel or relocate. And my family's here, my extended family, my wife's extended family. I didn't want to move away from Utah. I knew I wasn't going to, and so I felt like my options were limited. Kind of hit that ceiling. Yeah. As far as, yeah. Again, great company, loved the people I was working with and what I was doing. Um, reached out to, well, I uh, was contacted by Connor Calloway, who was the director of recruiting at Vivint Smart Home at the time. Okay. And he was being promoted. He reached out to me and said, hey, how'd you like to, to fill my position here? And, and I felt like it was a, a great opportunity to one, stay in recruiting, which I really liked, but I thought Vivint's a locally headquartered company. I can go there, I can work my butt off, yeah. I can climb the corporate ladder, and then, so that's why I did it, is because I felt like it was a, a great opportunity. Wasn't necessarily looking around, but just felt like I needed to do something different to progress my career. So, so you, went to, you went to Vivint? Vivint Smart Home. Yeah, Smart Home. In 2000, late 2016. Okay, great. Yeah. And I was there for just about a year and a half, not too long. And then what, what office did you work out of? I split my time between Lehigh and Provo, um, probably 50-50. So when I started, I was leading a few different recruiting teams, our technical or corporate recruiting team, uh, our field service team, they're the ones that recruited all the guys who install Vivint Smart Home Systems, um, the inside sales team, and then the call center team. Um, so we had different teams spread throughout Vivint, and so I, I spent a lot of time in Lehigh and Provo, um, just trying to, to get to everything. But yeah, I worked in, in both. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, good experience. Yeah. Well, Did you ever get to know um, um, just got blanked. he was an attorney there? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Garner Mead? No, tall guy, different tall guy. Garner Mead, so who was it there? He was he was uh, in the legal department. I think he played basketball at BYU. Maybe it's well, like that's true. That could be a different. That could be a different. Garvey definitely did play there. He was tall. He was yeah, a tall freaking guy. Well, he played well. He played at BYU. Do you think he went further? You went no, 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 no. I mean, what well, high school? Yeah, why do I remember that name? Oh man, he he was somewhere here. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was Sean there. Ricks. I know. I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I met him and worked with him. I'm surprised. I, I'm embarrassed I didn't remember that immediately because he's a good he's a good friend of mine. I've known him forever, but he's been there for a long time. But he's um, a tall guy. Anyway. He's still there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Garvey. Yeah. He he moved it up. Biden. Could be. Yeah. That that sounds familiar. Sorry. Okay. Um. So what was that for Vivint? So collective medical. So I was okay. at Vivint. Um, collective medical reached out to me. Jonathan, our time he was our chief of staff he's now our CFO he's been promoted and, and uh, he reached out to me and said hey I work for Collective Medical we're at the time they weren't really a startup but a, a kind of a startup growing company um, 
they reached out to me at the end of 2017, said, hey, we have huge plans for growth. We need a recruiting director. You know, would you go to lunch with me? And I did, and inter interviewed with the company and was really impressed. And um, I wasn't actively looking, but I was pretty sure I didn't want to stay at Vivint long term. Just wasn't the right fit for me. And, and collect a medical made an offer, and I thought, you know what? This is going to be totally different. I went from leading a lot of teams and a lot of people. I, I, I think at one point I had up to 40 people in our recruiting department, so Jeez. a ton of yeah. Jeez, yeah. We had a lot going on. Um, and the logistics, I mean, just somewhat covers, I'm sure, just with, like, you know, outside sales, inside sales, just tons of movement, tons of turnover, tons of attrition. Yeah, our yeah. call center recruiting, I, I, I don't even know how we kept up with it, honestly. Kelly Branham, who was my call center recruiter, our call center recruiter, who now works with me at Collective Medical, she's just an absolute recruiting rock star and did a phenomenal job. But yeah, it was. So you go from that to to collect medical, where I was the only person, really, in the HR department. HR was ran by the controller, um, so I was hired. So how many how many employees at that time? So at that time, we had just under 100 employees when I was hired. Okay, right, right about 100. Was your was your hair short then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I dig it. I dig it, man. Yeah, I, uh, Do you have a nickname? Does anybody I, ever call you the dude? Yes, at work they do. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, is that, that's is a, that okay? Yes. Do you mind that name? I, so I, I, have you seen The Big Lebowski? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely love it. Um, probably my all-time favorite outside of The Godfather. But uh, yeah, so people do call me the, okay. the dude. I like you got a dude vibe. <laughs> I've never had long hair. I've never had facial hair. I just thought, what the heck? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. My wife likes it. Hey, that, that's most that, that's probably like, like <laughs> number one. Right yeah, there, right? yeah. If she's good with it, then it's okay. I always kind of say, hey, do you think I should cut my hair? No, I like no. it. But my daughter, Claire, is adorable, very honest. She, <laughs> she said to me a couple times, she goes, Daddy, I don't mean to be rude, but maybe you should cut <laughs> How old is she? Seven. Seven, yeah. See, seven year old. No, nine. Old. I'm sorry. Jack is seven, so clearly. They're just their eyes. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. They're just, they're gonna tell you no bad intentions. Yeah. So, collect the medical. What, what is exactly that they do? So, we're a healthcare technology company. Okay. Our software is used in healthcare, of course, but by both payers and providers. So, we got our start in the emergency department in hospitals. And it's actually a really cool story. So, uh, we have two co-founders, Adam Green and Wiley Vandenacher, who grew up in Boise, Idaho together. Um, and they also grew up with our CEO, Chris Klom. Um, but really, they're kind of three co-founders, but really it's Adam and Wiley. Chris came on a few years later. He was at Bain for uh, a number of years. Um, had a very successful career there. But Adam's mom, her name is Patty Green. So she was a social worker working in the emergency department <clears throat> and saw really uh, big issues with patients coming into the emergency department or the ER, uh, and they had no information on these patients, and so they, they were blind in trying to care for these patients. And like, like just simple things like, is this, is this person allergic to a certain kind of medication? Right. Like or simple things like that. Has this patient been into this emergency department or one in the Boise area in the last six months or the last 12 yeah. months? 
In fact, uh, she was at a town hall uh, earlier this year, maybe last year, where she told the story, really the, the motivation for her to, to start doing the work. So what she started doing was tracking patient visits and then sharing it with different caregivers in Boise, which is essentially what our software does. It, it provides information on patients and give it, gives it to providers and also health plans. But she had a patient that came in on a Friday, I think it was, they prescribed that patient opioids. That same day, what she didn't know is two other hospitals in the Boise area prescribed that same patient the same prescription. So he had three prescriptions of opioids. He ended up overdosing over the weekend. And that's when she said, we gotta do something about this. You know, we, we gotta get people the help they need, the treatment that they need. And you know, we can't do that unless we know what's going on with patients. So she started manually tracking visits, did it for years, and then uh, approached Adam or son and said, hey, I think there's an opportunity to create software here. And so he and Wiley did that, and, and here we are now. So that's awesome. It's a cool story. That is cool. One that is, you know, I like telling. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's needed in the healthcare industry. It is, for sure. It, it, you know, it, it, so I had no experience in healthcare uh, before working for Collective Medical. and. and you know, jumping into it, I've learned a lot, but as I've talked to hundreds of people recruiting them to try and work for our company, um, when I talk about our story and what we do, they're just like, this is what we need in healthcare. This is so needed. You guys are doing such critically important work, and so it's it's really cool to be a part of it. So then you guys sell to, like, the IHCs or the Mountain Stars, right? It's not individual hospital locations, but it's the net, it's the, it's, it's the networks, right? It could be, but it yes, health systems or health big systems hospital or systems, big hospital like systems, or, or with like with like an IHC only, like well that hospital wants it, but this one, you know, or locations or whatever, it would be more like the systems. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyone who's on our network can access the information that we have, um, and there's different levels of access depending on what kind of customer you are. But yes, we're selling okay. to. To hospitals and also health plans. We have a lot of health plans. Oh, okay, plans. yeah, that makes sense. So um, we have, uh, I think, about 90 or so health plan customers and then providers, so that include hospital, hospital systems, long-term care facilities, skilled nursing facilities, um, and, and hospital clinics. Those are our provider customers, too. So we have, throughout the U.S., um, I think it's about 800 or so provider customers, and then again, about 90 or so health plan customers. Yeah. So, cool. That's awesome. So, where, where are you guys at? We're in Cobbett Heights. That's right. Okay. But no one's there right now. So, yes. <laughs> everyone's so working from home. Everybody's working from home. Yeah. Are you guys planning on going back? Like, are you trying to do the flex thing like everybody else? Like, what are you, what's your guys' uh, plan the, there? The plan right now is not at least until January of next year. Okay. Um, we have a few people that go in if they really need to, and, and we're very careful on how we plan that. We have people spaced out, but yeah. Um, we have 178 employees across the U.S., um, about 125 here in Utah, and okay. we're not going back until at least January. It probably realistically would be second quarter, maybe, I would say second or third quarter of next year, but yeah. we're holding off until January. And what, yeah, what, what, I mean, how do those, how do those discussions, I'm just curious, you know, being in HR, talking to the owners, talking to, when do you talk to the employees? I mean, is it more just you just get a feel for it or do you guys just say, you know what, we're gonna make the decision here and get feedback after the fact, you know, because everybody's been different. We've talked to a lot of, you know, HR 
directors and people in HR just so everybody's been a little different, but I'm so curious with everybody and now, you know, even with you guys, what why next January? You know, what what's kind of led to that point? Yeah, um, so we're really lucky in that we have Chief Medical Officer Vincent Yellow who um, his specialty uh, was infectious diseases when he studied, or it was one of his specialties. Okay, so wow, he is yeah. uniquely qualified to to do the research and, and let us know what makes the most sense. So we really have relied on him to educate us and our all of our employees on what's the right and safe thing to do. And and so he has essentially this entire time. Uh, been working very closely with our leadership team to say, I don't think it's right for us to go back until this date or, or that date. And so far, we haven't had really any complaints or pushback. I think everyone's enjoying working from home. We're really productive. We really didn't miss a beat at all. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So uh, it's it's not an urgent thing where our leadership's... Yeah, it's like you don't need to back yeah. We got to figure out as soon as possible to get back. Yeah. It, I mean, we're... We are, uh, you know, we had uh, growth projections, goals for the year, of course, at the beginning of the year, and then the leadership team adjusted those when COVID started. Right. Um, the the uh, in our last town hall, uh, Chris, our CEO, said we are above our adjusted growth, behind our original growth. So we're we're hanging in there. We're doing yeah. well. We're we're not suffering, but we're not taking off and thriving. We're, yeah. We're doing good. We're we've we've. Uh, done a great job so yeah that's good that's, that's awesome good. so I, I i cut you off when we were talking about this so when you started how many employees were there just under 100. okay so just under 100 and now you guys and that was what year that was early 2018 so 2022 years you guys are 100 approaching those two right 170 something 178 uh we should be 190 or so by the end of the year uh, we're still hiring we were on a short pause we've kind of lifted that and, and are hiring again um, so yeah around 200 is, is where we should end the year okay awesome um, how's that pizza man uh, oh yeah <laughs> I'll take a bite yeah get a bite get a bite um, so tell me like being so we've, we've talked with like HR directors people who are head of benefits things like that so you're director talent right so what is your day because like what's a normal day for you do you spend a lot of time on linkedin like searching for people that you think would be good or would people apply are you interviewing all those people like how does that all work for you yeah so um first let me say that when i was hired i was hired as talent acquisition director so basically responsible for recruiting shortly after that i recruited Kelly, who's um, who I work with at Vivint, to, to come be a recruiter slash HR generalist. Um, so my first year, year and a half, two years, mostly focused on recruiting and working with Kelly on, on recruiting. So that's what I did almost 100% of the time. Um, we had a head of HR who was leading us for about a year and a half. She left in February. Okay. Um, and uh, we had planned on backfilling her, uh, but then COVID happened and we just kind of paused it and said, okay, well, let's hold off if we can and um, backfill at a later time. So since she has left, I've yes been recruiting, but also been filling in and, and leading the HR team. So okay. 
it's been a great learning experience. I've been able to do performance management related initiatives. Uh, right now we're working on benefits and what those are going to look like for next year. A lot of employee engagement related things. Right. Um, uh, a lot of culture initiatives. Uh, one of the things that we've been really focused on since we went remote is just making sure we felt like we still had a strong culture because I'm pretty confident in saying we have a really, really good culture, one of, I think, the best here in Utah to work for, and, and so we wanted to make sure that that we kept that strong camaraderie with the employees and the strong culture, so we've been working a lot on that, but I still do a lot of recruiting, and, and you know, I've done recruiting since really 99. I enjoy it, so for me, it's, I guess no matter what happens in my career, if I fail at HR leadership, then I can always recruit, so. <laughs> So if they don't, if they don't backfill that, I mean, it sounds like you're kicking butt at it right now. They say, hey, we want you to be our head of HR. Are you, you on board of that? Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, I would love that, but I also am kind of brand new into the space, so I've yeah. learned a lot. And you know, I'm fortunate that we have right now um, our uh, our president Jim Lacey. He has extensive HR law background and so he's he's helped out and I'm uh, uh, Chris has been a great mentor and, and help as well so um, there's a lot that I don't know a lot that I'm learning but yeah as of right now I've, I've said I think hopefully I can do HR leadership I don't know if I can but I'm gonna give it a shot and if I fail then I'll just go back to recruiting so. <laughs> and what so what is what's your exact title on LinkedIn talent director Talent director. Okay, so you're a talent director. Your experience on LinkedIn. Um, sorry to switch gears, Danny. Oh, we're good. The how, like, how often are you hit up? But uh, for you know, you know, people just soliciting you for any type of looking at softwares, demos. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. I yeah. always ask this to most people. Yeah. Just to kind of get, yeah. It's a good question. There's different levels, because sometimes it was interesting. We asked, uh, there was one gal, uh, her name, I, I forget which one it was, but they said, like, they just, they don't see anything. Like, they don't, they don't feel like they get up very much. But everybody else says, like, during COVID, it would, like, it amplified. Or, For sure. Like, yeah, I just, with that title, I just wonder how often do you get targeted? A lot. I get daily, multiple people reaching out daily through email and, and on LinkedIn. And I think maybe that person, he or she may not have been as active on LinkedIn because I'm a recruiter, I'm always on LinkedIn. Yes, um, yeah. All day, every day, basically. And and so I'm getting solicitations all the time on LinkedIn, all the time through email, staffing vendors, HR, yeah. software vendors. And is that is that title, you think that the, the title attracts that even though you might not really be in that position to make the decision and it's like, well, that's not really me, but uh, the title attracts that. Probably, yeah, right? it, and you know, in this instance, you know, if, if we were to say we were looking at, like when we were looking at a new HRIS, yeah. um, I was definitely a part of the process and, and one of the big decision makers. In fact, I introduced Justin to our head of HR at the time. Oh yeah, great. And it was, Hey, of course I'm not saying use Justin, but we should take a look at it. I've heard great things about Paylocity. I did some research, looked at their reviews. It was one of three or four HRISs that we looked at and, and evaluated. So, uh, you know, if I had someone reach out to me right now, I'd probably, well, I would. I'd have to get, I'd have to go to my boss, uh, Mondra, who's our COO, and say, hey, um, 
here's something I think we should look at, here's why I think we could get value from it, and then we would work, I'd work with her and with our CEO to, to ultimately like make a purchasing decision. But, you know, Chris, our CEO, he's been really good about trusting me to, to make those decisions. Of course, he'll, he'll finally sign off on them. Uh, we upped a big partnership with LinkedIn this year, and it's actually working out really oh, well. Good, yeah. So he gave us approval to do that. Do, are a lot of those, though, a distraction, you think? I mean, just the, the solicitors, I mean, is it, is it you ignore them? You just kind of like, hey, thanks and no thanks. I just, you know, is that is that a part of your daily, oh, crap, dude, I, at least I just got to send these guys off. And now I get back focused on my, my you know, what I do with LinkedIn. Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. What I try and do, is respond to as many as I possibly can. And I'm probably different than most buyers in the HR space because I sold yes, in the okay. HR space. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy for people who are selling to, yes. because it's hard. I mean, you're trying to get attention and there's hundreds of vendors out there. And so I try and respond to as many as I can. Um, like with staffing vendors, I have a couple that I'm gonna work with most likely because I, I have good relationships with them. but. If there's one that, that wants to grab lunch or wants to talk, um, I'll say sure, or I'll say, hey, we're, we're not using any outside vendors right now. Feel free to check in if you'd like. I, I at least try to respond, because I've been in those shoes before, and I know how. Yeah. And all you want, really, is an answer, right? Like, yeah. even if you say no, just say no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I mean, you've been in sales before. I'm in sales now. Like, silence is the worst. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part. Like, I would much rather just be like, yeah. No, thank you though. Yeah. That's way better than just crickets. And, and frankly, if you do respond, you're less likely to get the, the ongoing. Oh, yeah. So, that's actually a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I was just curious, just if it, especially right now, I've just heard a lot of, it, it, the volume's gone up. And a lot of noise, but you know, anyway, that's yeah, interesting. I think the it's volume good. for sure has gone up since COVID. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so tell me, what, like, what are you looking for as a talent director? Like, are you, what are you, what are you searching for? You find somebody in sales, you're like, hey, I know we need to fill three sales positions. Yeah. Try and find somebody with obviously a sales background. Like, how are you finding these people? What are you saying when you reach out to them? Yeah. Uh, so for sales, uh, is an example, because our the technology. Well, the first thing we look for, kind of a, a minimum qualifier, so to speak, is, is someone who has extensive healthcare experience, has been selling software in the healthcare space for a number of years, at least five to 10, hopefully even more than that. The recent hires we've had in sales, they've spent almost their entire career selling software in some capacity in the healthcare industry to either hospitals or health plans. So that's kind of a minimum qualifier, and if I'm looking at, at candidates who all have that, let's say there's five, you know, as we screen candidates, there's a number of things we're looking for. Just like everyone else, you know, we, we try and screen for work ethic and um, hopefully intelligence, which is a really hard thing to, to screen for, but I would say that the quality that I think we tend to maybe focus more on is humility. Uh, if we don't see humility in, in our candidates, if, if we feel like we're talking to someone who may come across as arrogant, it's usually a pretty quick disqualifier. Like, you're not right. Then. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it, it's just a part of our culture. You know, we 
you know, a lot of really smart people who are passionate about making a big difference in healthcare, but who are also, I think, humble and just, they're not loud, not spoken, and I'm the best. We're just, yeah, so hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, I think that's, that's probably one of the qualities that we look pretty closely at. Um, uh, you know, I think we have a pretty extensive interview process. We have to go through a number of interviews just to make sure that, that everyone's on board. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what we focus on. Awesome. And then you got a new background in screening, right? Yeah, that's important. First, we do, there's background checks on humility. No, there's not. No, there's not. But it's, um, do you guys use a, uh, like any type of personality profiler? I mean, we don't, but I actually used to work for a company that did behavioral assessments yeah. for six and a half years. So is that what Vic did? No, no, I'm just kind of curious when, because you, you're looking for, you know, it's just interesting when you like the humility side, yeah. different different aspects. I'm like, yeah, you got 10 years, your performance looks great, you got good references, you're hired. I mean, no, it seems like you guys are digging down a little deeper. And I'm sure most are, but those, those behavioral assessments or personality profiles would be interesting to kind of see where they land to help you guys make the decision. Yeah, and, and I definitely think behavioral assessments can be uh, valuable and they can help. I worked for a company for six and a half years where we did that. Uh, we had a behavioral assessment. It was called the Activity Vector Analysis. It's not a well-known one, but this was a small company I worked for for over six years. Most of our customers were auto dealerships. <coughs> it's okay. just where the owner got his start, so we kind of grew a niche market yeah. there. Um, but they, they definitely can be helpful. Um, I think you have to be careful with those because I, I don't know if it's wise to completely disqualify candidates based on a profile that comes Absolutely. back. Absolutely, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but they can be helpful for sure. Yeah. But background, we do background checks, of course, and I, I, I don't know who we use. <laughs> but probably with Paylocity, I'm sure there's something integrated in there. Did you use it in, anyway? But, you know, yeah, we, all we do is pretty much just criminal stuff, drug testing, uh, pre-employment, right? And, uh, and then we're integrated with dozens and dozens, but that's, yeah, it's usually through the HRS is the most simple way to do it, which is probably what you guys are doing. So I'm curious on drug testing, do you see more or less of that now? And more. The companies more? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think more, more and more people are implementing it, and if they already do it, then they start to expand the policy, mm. where it's, reasonable suspicion, more random type things. And the technology is, go, you know, it's improving. So you can do, you know, you know quicker tests and on-site things and maybe have somebody up on staff handle that versus in the past, you have to really bring in an expert on the outside, bring them in and pay for that. So yeah, there's a lot, there, there's definitely, uh, I've seen, we've seen an increase and we, you know, getting more upsells on that as well. But yeah, it's, oh, cool. yeah, it's big time. Well, Shelby, my RHR journalist, can tell you who we use for background checks. You know, we'll, we'll bombard her. We'll, we'll, Be ready. we'll, we'll release the hound somehow. Shelby's great. Yeah. Don't tell her. We'll just go release the hound. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm going to switch gears. Yeah. Uh, Mary, you mentioned kids for a second. Yep. How many kids do you guys have? Four. Two girls, two boys. What are their ages? 12, 9, 7, and 4. So the two girls, two girls are the oldest, and then my two boys are the youngest. Okay. 12 is 6th grade, 7th grade. 7th grade. Yeah, she's, her birthday's in June. She's 7th grade, Mount Jordan Middle School. Is she, 
Is she young for her age? Yes. Okay, so she's a June birthday. Yeah. I was a June birthday. I hated it. Yeah, I was in September, so I was really. You were the. You were the. Were you the? I was the youngest, though. Oh, so you? Yeah. No way. Yeah. So September was. You should have. You you should (laughs) have. You should have been the oldest. Yeah. So were you like? After some, you got your license junior year. Yes. 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 My junior year, and all my (laughs) friends had a sophomore or the summer and the spring before, and I was so mad about it. You know, back then though, it was. You had no social life if you didn't have a car. Now no. kids think they're yeah. No, you needed now. you needed friends that had early birthdays yes. so that they could be driving. Because yes. if you did and you just randomly had a group of friends that were just late birthdays, you're host. Oh yeah, it sucked. And the only reason, the only way you knew where your friends were is you just drive around. Oh, everyone's at so and so's house. The yeah. cars are all at so and so's house. Yeah. Yeah. See their cars parked. Oh yeah, we know that. Yeah. Perfect. In, in ninth grade, we had one friend who got uh, his parents held back here. So ninth, he got his license in ninth grade. Oh wow! So that was like big time. Oh, that's big time. Drives around, you know, on the weekends and stuff. That's amazing. He's the most Incredible. popular guy no, yeah. ever. <laughs> Overnight, was just like everybody was hanging out with him. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense why you got so much trouble. <laughs> you did. I mean, hold on, hold on. No, that's true. That's true. I did too. I was a bad kid. My fourth parents. <laughs> Maybe he was growing up the same. Yeah, dude, a bunch of douchebags go to Alta, a bunch of douchebags go to wherever you went to Alta. Yeah. Yeah. And Nate, we have a friend, Alta. It's yeah. the hard streets of San Diego. Look, we got one, two, three great guys. <laughs> there are great guys. They're great guys. Amazing. Alta, Alta produces some amazing people. That's right. Um, so how long have you been married? 23 years. 23 years. We were married in 97. Okay. Where did you meet? We met, uh, so my best friend, Patrick, he was dating my wife, Brady, her friend, Tessa. They were dating shortly, and, and uh, we met at a Halloween party, but we didn't really spend any time talking. And Do you remember what she was dressed up as? A vampire. You're Bingo. Hey, that's, that's uh, wedding. That's marriage. Yeah. Right there, right? And I was a sailor. So. Okay. She pursued me though. Oh, okay. Bingo. Hold that over here forever. That's right. That's right. 23 years, that's amazing. Long time. Yeah. Is she from, where's she from? She grew up in Sandy too. She went to Jordan High School. Okay. In fact, she was the last graduating class in the old Jordan. The old Jordan. On State Street where the movie theater is now. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever remember like when they were tearing that down and there was like stories of like being haunted? Yes. It's probably why I didn't want to go to Jordan's because I was afraid of it. Right. right. Yeah. Old beat digger. What a dumb mascot too. Dude, the beat digger. Beat digger. The beat diggers. Not as what is it? I mean, it's just a person that digs beats. Is that really what it is? It's just a human being with a shovel or some kind just digging up beats. I can't remember where shovel went. It's super intimidating though when you think about it. It can be intimidating. No, it's not. I'm. It's It's We were. We were a bear. I was a Bruin. The Bruins, yeah. Bruins and Hawks, and that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the Hawks are cool. So, outside of work and golf, what else? Like, what, what are some hobbies you like to do? Uh, gosh, I spend all my time, honestly, especially right now, doing yard work. So we, we bought a house that it, so, my wife grew up with horses, 
she's big into horses. It's a passion of hers. Uh, the house we have now is is near where she grew up, and it's a private lane. It's grandfathered horse property. She always kind of wanted to live on this lane. The house went for sale, and we bought it. This was five years ago, but it, it needs quite a bit of work. We just built a barn this year, a brand new barn. And so when I'm not working and golfing and trying to take care of my kids, I'm basically in the yard the whole time. But we've done quite a bit. We're doing a lot of maintenance and fixing up. So That's awesome. um, outside yard work, which I know isn't exciting. Um, I spent a lot of time with my family. My whole family's here in Utah. That's great. Um, my extended family, my siblings. We just got back from a camping trip that we all went on. Where do you fall on the sibling? Are you oldest, youngest? I'm so I have two older sisters, okay. and then me, and then two younger sisters, and my brother's the youngest. How old are they? Do they all go to Alta too? Cindy, the oldest, went to Alta. She graduated '87, I think. '88, '87, '88. My sister Carrie is the next oldest. She graduated in '90, I think. Okay. And then I graduated in '93, and then because we were on the border of out to Brighton. The younger siblings went to Brighton Did they? Okay. and Skyline. So my sister Allison went to Brighton, my sister Shannon went to Skyline, and then my brother went to Skyline and Brighton. So, okay. so we have a mixed family. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Close family though, we all hang out really close. You don't see like that horse property much anymore. No, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's, it's kind of a unique place. So when I tell people, I, I literally am like a stone throw from Shields. So you, you, you know where Shields yeah. is up on yeah. 14? Okay. You could probably reach my house by throwing it. It's really close. It's, we are on okay. first you, east. Could you hit a drive to Shields? Justin might be able to. <laughs> okay. So you're talking, okay, Shields on 116. Yes, on 100, off of 114. Yeah, 114. Or 114, yeah, yeah. Yep, it was just east of that. So, so when just people, east of that. Yep. East. Oh, okay. Off 110th. There's a Best Buy there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep, we are just north of Best Buy and just east of Shields. Okay. And there are some apartments near us. There's a, a business park near us. My backyard is a cemetery. So there's a cemetery right there <laughs> off of State Street. Yep. Right so our neighbors are <clears throat> cemetery and then an open field. Um, where there's a family of deer that lives, which is always hanging out there. But, but it's it's really cool little private lane. Um, and again, my wife, because she, her passion is is riding horses, yeah. she found this place and said, "Hey, we should go check this out." And I thought, you know what, this is kind of a cool place to live. And I I like having the extra land for our kids. Right. You know, they That's get amazing. they can walk out and ride the horse anytime they want. We have chickens. We have a bunny. So we have a bunch of stuff going on. So fresh eggs every morning. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Every How, is there any worry of like encroachment? I mean, like we're talking things building around you enough to where you wouldn't want to be there? Is that was that land you think pretty far off? So the cemetery being right behind Honestly, us. Honestly, that would be yeah, that's so, untouchable. So that's untouchable. We would love if the cemetery would just expand. There is an open field behind us. It's been vacant for a long, long time. When we bought the house, we asked about it, and they said um, the owner was holding out. Um, if I had to guess, my guess would they, they would 
make that an industrial uh, business park there. Not like high rise, but you know, yeah. business buildings, um, which is which is fine with us. We still have um, it's a great field, so. I'm not too worried about it, but if someone buys it, I can start looking into it. So yeah. What's going on yeah. here? So, yeah. But it's been great. That's just an interesting area. Just there's so much growth, you just never know. Yeah, which land sells and then what goes up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But we love where we're at right now, and you know, even with COVID, everyone having to stay home. For me, at least, because I've been so busy in the yard, it, it really hasn't felt like I've been cooped up at all. Yeah, I haven't had to stay in a small apartment or a house. I've just um, I've stayed really busy, and, and we feel like we have room to, to do what we want. So that's awesome. It's really awesome. Sweet man, it's been good. Did you watch? So you said you watched the the link that I sent you with only a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So do you do you know what happens now? No, because I didn't get all the way through it. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we end each episode um, with some would you rather questions. Okay. Let's do it. So we, we got a few. We I did start. We started doing a little. Uh, yeah. What happened to the, the music thing? I got the music. Oh. Okay. We've done it a few times. I have some lyrics, and uh, you just have to tell me what the song is. Okay. I'm pretty so good I did, at tunes. I don't know about lyrics, though. Oh, this okay. is hard. Cause I, there did, is... I did go back to like the 80s, though. I thought this would be a good... I have older siblings. I know some of the music choices that they liked. Yeah. You're right around the same age. I thought this would be good. Yeah. I grew up on some like stuff. So. All right. Softball. Are you ready? Yeah. And I'm not singing it, so I just... You <laughs> read the lyrics. You won't get that. I mean, this is like poetry right here. That's what it was. <laughs> kind of hard sometimes, man. Though his mind is not for rent, don't put him down as arrogant. His reserve of quiet defense, riding out the day's events, the river. Okay, so Justin told you. <laughs> this was the softball. This was the softball. Justin told you that I'm probably one of the biggest Rush fans ever. So let's I almost see. wore my Rush t-shirt here. So uh, perfect. Yeah, that's Tom Sawyer Rush. Okay, easy. Softball. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll give him a good one. He's got to know, right? Uh, you did your homework. I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. All right, next one. So slide over here and give me a moment. Your moves are so raw. I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know. You're one of my kind. That's in excess. Yeah. Yes. Two for two. All right, last one. In excess. Mate, um, what's the song? Is, is that deviate or is that uh, um, I need you to know? I need you to know. Okay. Yeah. Great song. Okay. It's early morning, the sun comes out. Last night was shaking and pretty loud. My cat is purring, it scratches my skin. So what's wrong with another sin? The bitch is hungry, she needs to tell. So give her inches and feed her well. Yeah. More days to come, new places to go. I've got to leave, it's time for a show. Scorpions. <laughs> three for three, I love it. It's amazing. What song? What's the what's the song? Yeah, Rocks you like a hurricane. Yeah, Rocks yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you read it. It was it was the bitch that gave it away. It so. was the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought hey, those were good. Yeah. 
I love it. I could do this all day. It's a good era. I should have done more. <laughs> those were too. Maybe those were too easy. No, I should have done something harder. This would take a long time, but Google this afterward. If you like scorpions, they there's some very weird history of the scorpions and the CIA. Really? Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast, like I just started to, or it was an advertisement for one about, um, you know when they played in Germany, uh -huh. right? That there is legit conspiracy behind the Scorpions, the lyrics of the song, the song they, they wrote, or they made, and the CIA was in cahoots with them to you know, influence you know, governments and different things, but yeah, oh, well, the funny thing. Not to get it all serious, but the, you might you remind me of that that if you like scorpions, it's, you know, remember that. Do you remember what podcast it was? Um, I don't, but you, I'm sure it would be the only one that might come up. And it was this, you know, the, 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 what was what was the song they sang? It was the first concert. It was the something of change. No, winds, winds, winds of change. change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, that that is that was actually I think written. But the, the, they say someone says it was written by the CIA. Very cool. Anyway, I'll have to check yeah. it out. Scorpions. Have you, like, so when I was, I was searching for some of these and trying to figure out which ones I, I wanted to do, <laughs> they had all the music videos too. They're so awful. <laughs> have you watched, like, an 80s music video in the last little bit? Not in the last little bit. I used to watch a lot growing up, but yeah, they were pretty oh, yeah, yeah. I grew up, like, I would do MTV. Yeah. But man, yeah, I was probably something awesome. awesome. They were bad. Just they were so bad. I used to watch, uh, the countdown and it was always like 80s rock like Guns N' Roses yeah, and yeah. Poison and White Lion and yeah. Oh, yeah. Skid Row. <laughs> Skid Row. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Skid um, Row. How many chihuahuas the dog, right? Would it take to overpower and kill you? I do not like chihuahuas. So <laughs> I'd probably run away. How many? I mean if it was like I mean if you're fighting for your life, how many do you think it would take? And they're attacking you. They're coming in. Like, there's no. Like, they're not just standing around. I mean, oh, no. it is like. They're going to overpower and they're going to kill you. They might take like three. The thing is, like, how do you. How, well, how, I'm saying, how do you fight off? I think I can take like seven or eight. A swift kick to like one, two, three. Oh, man. Depends on how. how it just seems like one's going to distract you and the other one's right in the jugular or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying seven or eight. Yeah. That's a good answer. Uh, would you rather wake up naked in a forest five miles from home and then have to make your way back to back to your house or in your underwear at work? Ooh. Not during COVID. In the office. Yeah, not during COVID. Probably you don't get away. naked in the forest alone. Find your way back home. <laughs> okay. Oh, we gotta ask them. We gotta ask oh, them. Yeah, the, yeah, original, yeah, the original yeah, the wizard yeah, would you rather? <clears throat> Which way? Okay. Would you rather stand on the tea box? and have Tiger Woods draw his driver, take a full driver swing right to your shin. Oh. And you're watching it, you're just straight up, and he's like warm up swings and like, oh. you know, just, just as hard as he can right to the shin. Or Barry Bonds takes his bat and he swings a home run swing right to the middle of your back. Oh. Probably the shin, I think. I think the back would. Both are gonna hurt like uh, yeah. no other. Oh, yeah. uh, probably the shin. shin. Taking the shin. How many people say the back? Not many. Not many, honestly, dude. It's uh, 
it's funny, my, my, my explanation and theory on the back is a little different than most. Like, I take the back. You would. But, see, everybody doesn't take the back because they probably, they've had back pain before. Yeah. They're like, well, you could be paralyzed. You could die. Are you going to die from the shit? No, you're probably going to get new leg. You know, whatever. So they're going to say, they're going to they're gonna err on that side. Okay, I'm avoiding paralyzation. Going to take a new leg. Yeah. But, well, and it just seems like right to the major yeah, but, oh, that's not a good choice. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, most, it's emotion. Most of the time, people take the shit. Yeah. Me yeah. either. That's one rule, though, is you have to take one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you right. have to take it. All right, would you rather give up coffee or soda forever? Soda. Soda. Yeah. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Easy. I like Coke Zero a lot, but coffee, coffee's a lot of What's your go-to coffee? You know, I just brew Dunkin' Donuts at home every morning. So um, before that, we used to, so we have a pretty fancy coffee maker at work and we buy these really expensive, nice beans. Um, oh, I forgot the name of them. They're from Portland, from Oregon. Oh, it'll come to me. But anyway, it was, and the machine was called a Jira machine. Amazing coffee. But now that I'm home, it's just Dunkin' Donuts. You're pretty silly. And that even, even with that at work, would you still just, Give me the Dunkin', I'm good. Yeah. There's something about coffee in the morning. Um, I guess if you, do you guys drink coffee? Mm -hmm. So I guess it's just, it's kind of a habit thing where it becomes a part of, it's just a cool thing to wake up and have coffee. It's the first thing I do. So I wake up at 5.15, have coffee, and I go on a walk every morning. I used to run every morning, but my knees were bothering me, so I'm going to walk every morning for an hour just because I want to be active for one hour. And yeah. having the coffee before then is, I don't know, I really like it. For the last like few years, I've made the decision multiple times I'm going to start to drink coffee, and I don't know what's holding me back. But I'm so intrigued in coffee routines, morning routines, what people <laughs> are doing, but that's why I'm just, I've actually bought coffee yeah, I've done anything with it. You know, I've done like tea in the morning. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is like, dude, I should just need to. I, once I figure out the routine, I, I'm actually, I don't know. I, I know for a fact that I will be. I'll figure it out. I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. It is an acquired taste, but yeah. it, it's not as acquired as like beer, for instance. Beer takes a while to acquire a taste for beer. Coffee's pretty. I don't know. Doesn't take. Yeah. Are you a whole bean or a ground? Do you grind your own? Uh, I will, but right now I have ground. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll buy bean and grind it myself, but that's just a little bit more work. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have to be serenaded by Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. My wife is a huge Justin Timberlake fan, so I would choose Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, I would catch something from Yeah, that. I don't. I think that's an easy, <laughs> easy to see. Uh, would you rather have a permanent unibrow or no eyebrows at all? Ooh. I kind of have no eyebrows, honestly, because my eyebrows, for some reason, are really light. I get it from my dad, so probably no. Just here's going, no. No eyebrows. I don't like the unibrow. Like, but you're talking Anthony about like Davis. dark. Your dark, dark, dark yeah. eyebrow, so hair, unibrow. All yeah, would you rather have a unibrow or no? Like AD. Yeah. When is he going to just... No, he will never shave off. He will look. He look good if he should. I think he should. Oh, yeah. that's, his, that's his nickname, right? The brow. The brow. He can't get rid of it now. Well, he's so big and strong. I mean, he's gonna say, "Dude, yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. terrible." <laughs> I hope somebody. I hope somebody has. Yeah, I'm sure he. Uh, would you? Rather I don't think he looks good. I don't. 
I hate, I hate his, I hate his eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. Hear that, Anthony Davis? He tried yeah, to probably Nate. <laughs> He'll probably listen. To He's listening to this, and he will know that I hope like he does. <laughs> Uh, would you rather have x-ray vision of people you find extremely unattractive or everyone else have x-ray vision of you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably everyone else of me, just because I don't think I want to see all that. I just don't. Yeah. And you don't have a choice? Like, you, what do you mean? Just you're driving, like you're in the grocery store, and no matter what, your, your x-ray vision is permanently on, and then you just... Yeah, so like, yeah, I find somebody who I think is very attractive, I look at them normal. Not attractive, I see all. <laughs> or, or every single person can, is seeing you naked yeah. as you go to the grocery store. Right. <laughs> Maybe it motivates you to just look good naked. Yeah. Like you got, you got a good... Good looking naked body. I mean, you're working out. Yeah. It's like crap. Yeah, maybe that's motivation. That's yeah, I think, I think I'd do that. I think yeah. I'd take that one too. <laughs> always stay on top of your game. Yeah, you should be always on top of my game. Uh, would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? Hmm. I think how. I've always said I'm going to live to be 100, so that's my goal. But uh, I think how. Because when they both just kind of spoils everything. Yeah. But what if it was like you know you're going to plan? You can plan it. Yeah, it's just like you know you're going to get in a car accident. You just stop driving. Like it could be tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's true. You can't avoid it. No. You could get hit by a car on yeah. the side of the road. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. Not so. But if you're going to drown, you know you're going to drown. You just never go in water again. Damn it. Maybe you have to take showers. Kidnaps you. Drowns you. That's true. Yes. Now we're getting into the cool movie. This is like a good movie plot. <laughs> that could be a movie. It could be a movie. Would you rather? It, it is. Would you rather get a face tattoo of something of your choosing or a tattoo on your chest um, chosen by someone else? They can pick whatever it is. Mm. So I mean, obviously it's going to be covered up, but people are going to see it. You're going to go swimming and it's like, what the what is that? Yeah, that's true. Face tattoo, though, you can't really hide from that. I mean, no. there's nothing you can do. Even if I had, say, Rush tattooed on face. <laughs> I love Rush. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I think probably the one you can cover up on your chest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have the head, have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon? You're talking, yeah, big like right? I have a big long. I have a friend who has a head almost the size of a watermelon, so huge head. <laughs> he can't find a hat that would fit. Really? So. <laughs> yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, I think watermelon. I just don't think I can do a small head. It just looks too weird. That would be weird. I mean, they both would be weird. But. Uh, would you rather be in a fight club that meets once a month, or a book club that meets every day? Mm. Probably the book club. I'm not a fighter, so <laughs> me neither. But just like I don't want to be together and talking about a book. Every that's day true. So it's like yeah. every day is way too much. Yeah. Uh, would you rather sing everything you say or dance every time you walk? Mm. Every time you talk, dance. you sing. Yeah. Every time you talk, you sing. Yeah. 
dance every time you walk or sing every time you talk? So you gotta pull the bathroom though, and you're just you're just boogieing along to the bathroom. I think probably dancing. Yeah, I think we'll probably like it. I would not want to sing everything. Unless I had a good voice, maybe I'd say sing. Yes, yes. I think dancing. That's a better choice, for sure. Uh, would you rather always get stuck in traffic or always have terribly slow internet connection? Uh, probably get stuck in traffic, and I hate getting stuck in traffic. The worst. It is terrible. It's one of the things about working from home has been so great, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, slow internet. I mean, is there anything more frustrating though? It's just terrible. It is. Last night I was doing with it. The dialogue, right? The dialogue. We waited forever, we waited through the, the sound, the weird sound. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, would you rather never be able to get a haircut again or never be able to shave again? Which one is your life going to be happy with? Mm, probably the haircut. Um, yeah, and I don't know how long I'm going to go, so uh, I might after my birthday, but. Probably, I would say. Good length, man. <laughs> I would keep it. If I could rock that, I would. It's been a year and a half, and it is a pain in the butt. It is really it? Is. I have so much empathy for women just having to deal with long hair. Really? It's, oh, it's, it's getting annoying really, is it? really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You're throwing out like in the man bun? Yeah, yeah. all the time because it's so convenient and yeah. I don't get as hot. So. Yeah. But it looks ridiculous. I know that. So. <laughs> I like it. I've always wanted the man bun. Dude, you can do it, man. No one would buy insurance for me. Well, then, no, it's true. Yes. See, I don't know about that. So when I I think things have changed. Yeah. Like, when I was are acceptable. You know what I mean? Like everything is kind of like it would probably change. Well, if, I you're, was, if you're 28 with a man bun, it's different than you're 38 with a man bun. You can look 30. I mean, if you look older with a man bun, I think it is a big difference when you look really young. Yeah. And I think that most people's perception on what. A salesperson is supposed to look like or how they're supposed to dress I think it's changed like our CEO he wears when we were in the office he wore a t-shirt and jeans and flip-flops every day yeah so if we had a salesperson come in with a suit or shorts and a t-shirt he probably wouldn't care at all at all so right. maybe it's some more you should or I should figure it out. give it a shot Wrong. okay uh, all right, I got two more. Okay. I was a little nervous to ask these ones. These last two? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them. I just never know how people are going to react to them. Dude, no one listens to this. Would you rather have to pay for sex or be paid to have sex? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, sit, sit. Repeat, uh, repeat. Would you rather, would you rather everybody that listens is absolutely clear <laughs> on this question. Yes. Would you rather have to pay for sex or be paid to? Oh, have I, sex? okay. But you're talking. You're married. Like you got to pay your wife. Like in, in some type of some sort of fashion, you got to pay. True. That's what's, true. What's worse, probably to not be married, right? Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, in in, in your in your situation. Okay. Now, let's do both. In your situation. Right. In your situation now. Right. A hypothetical, not married, no kids. So in my situation now, of course, pay for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, if I were single, why not get paid for it? You know? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah, pay for both. I like it. Doesn't mean you have to be promiscuous. You no. Know, you no. could decide once every day. So that's a good answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Politically correct answer. 
Would you rather find your parents' sex tape or have your parents find your sex Ooh. tape? Ouch. <laughs> I don't think you can't choose either one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, those yeah. Rules, those are the rules. Um, probably. I'm saying mine. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, mine. I'm mine. Yeah, I think so. Awesome, Those are good ones. Oh my gosh. Way to, way to finish it off. Here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's it. Jack Platt, Collect Medical. Thanks, man. Thank you. Pleasure. 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 Thank, you. Thank you so much. And cut. And cut. And that was cool. Okay. Thank you.